What's up, guys? It's Thursday. I love Thursday. Thursdays are like Friday Eve. Um, used to be back in the day. It used to be college night. It was a time to go drink some dollar natties and uh, do you things you do in your 20s and maybe early 30s. Um, now it's a different meaning. Uh, generally, it's the uh, kickoff of every golf tournament of the weekend, which I enjoy watching. And then this week, it's the kickoff for baseball season or the baseball weekend for the Gamecocks playing on national TV, ESPN2 against Vanderbilt, another top 10 opponent. Uh, Gamecocks haven't fared so well uh, against those, but we're going to talk about that, talk about the season so far and talk about the season going forward and the uh, possibility of having a new coach in Columbia uh, next season. Well, also, since I mentioned it, Thursday's generally the kickoff for the golf week. The Masters is just a couple weeks away. Phil Mickelson has been, uh, I guess, left off or asked to not attend Augusta National this year. He's won that tournament three times. We'll get into that, get into a couple articles I read and why I hate these assholes who just write things to have something to write rarely are accurate and basically basically it's the uh dead spin model where you just write any old controversial thing uh which everything ends up being a uh, clickbait just wanting somebody to click on your story to see what it is regardless if it's stupid or not and then new york city mayor has uh lifted the uh vaccine mandate which was going to probably keep a bunch of Yankees, or at least Aaron Judge, I won't say a bunch, some Yankees and Mets players from being able to play in New York and uh, and possibly other cities. Uh, New York lifts that ban immediately, uh, effective today. So the Mets, Yankees, and the Brooklyn Nets will have a full roster going forward um, with their seasons. So let's get it started. Um, South Carolina baseball, um, I don't know what to say, man. You know, South Carolina, as a rule, doesn't have a lot of history in sports. Uh, The one thing we've always been halfway decent, consistent at is baseball. And don't get me wrong, other than the 10 and 11 seasons where they won national championships, 2002, where they were runner-up, a 2012 runner-up. It's not like South Carolina's dominated the game, but they have been competitive. Um, Ray Tanner really reinvigorated that, uh, his recruiting, his coaching, his depth of players, um, running bases, hitting home runs, uh, being fundamentally sound, having a good defense, power corners. And pretty much since he's left, man, we've had none of that. Don't have anybody to steal. Um, don't have really that much power outside of a, a couple guys to where Ray had, you know, top to bottom. His leadoff hitters could hit a bomb as well as the four-hole, five-hole guys. Had depth at those corner positions. Um, always had at least two good corner guys. Typically one of them was a DH, one played first base. Had some speed in the outfield who could get on base and steal second and get in scoring position. None of that happens now. The lineup changes uh, weekly, 
game to game. Um, you know, the only consistent kid in the lineup, and, and really not that consistent uh, as of late, is Braswell. Um, and then, you know, playing the Citadel on Tuesday night up three to two, uh, you bring Braswell in to close the game out. You probably should have kept the Kate Austin kid in there. He was rolling. But if you decide to take him out, put in your closer. Your shortstop can't be your closer. This isn't, uh, uh, you know, JV baseball where you bring in your shortstop to close the game down. Wesley Sweat, if he's your closer, he comes in at night and handles business. Not the guy who's got to switch batting gloves and switch his fielding glove to his pitching glove and, you know, take the tape off his wrist and all this. This isn't, um, you know, some 3A high school playoff game. Uh, Mark Kingston is this. It's almost like Mark Kingston shows up in like January 15th with his team, like you do at a rec ball, and got to figure out who plays what. Like he doesn't have a clue as to who should bat where, who should play where, where's his pitching rotation look like. And I get it, man. People's going to lean on that injuries uh, uh, thing, but that, that's not an excuse, man. Everybody's got it. The amount of pitches these kids throw and how hard they're throwing, that's gonna be everybody's gonna have uh, injuries uh, on the pitching staff. That's no excuse for me, not valid anyway. Um, and, and it's not like it was a Kip Fault night anyway. Uh, one of the kids, I think his name's James Hicks. Uh, he he wasn't a bona fide weekend starter. Um, you know, he might have fit in there and gave you some innings, but he's not Kip Fault night, Michael Roth uh, type material. And then Julian Bosnick, who is pretty solid. And definitely would have pitched a weekend. He's hurt. But, I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody. Every team has this happen, and you just got to adjust. And, unfortunately, there's not enough depth to adjust. There's not enough depth in the in the batting lineup. There's guys I've seen that's been recruited the last couple seasons that still had not played. It's just a wasted it's a wasted uh, scholarship, a wasted offer, man. I mean, you only get so many. You need at least three-quarters of them to participate. I think Mark Keynes has wasted a bunch of opportunities to get players in here, man. And we see this as a 10 and 10 record, you know, in the heart of SEC play, they're 10 and 10. It ain't gonna get no better than that. There's no way that they finish 500 uh, playing this SEC schedule the rest of the way, especially with losing to the likes of Xavier and the Citadel on weeknights. Uh, hopefully Ray Tanner, you know, he took enough time to hire a basketball coach and, and we'll see how that goes. I don't really know. I think South Carolina has this perception that people want to come here because of a passionate fan base and facilities and all that. But it doesn't seem to be on the coaching platform that anybody really does. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens on that basketball front. But we're going to need a new baseball coach here. So might as well get to looking around these mid-majors, um, maybe some of the old assistant coaches that are out coaching, uh, head coaching now. Maybe bring them back in. Definitely need to make a move. Um, definitely need to find somebody who can reinvigorate the program like Tanner did back in like 96, 97. And, uh, you know, got to be a change. You got to have something to look forward to. Uh, hopefully Beamer's going to give us that in football. But you don't want to just have to, you know, sleep through two seasons. We sleep through basketball season. Then we sleep through baseball season. And we don't get to wait back up until August before football season. So, Ray Tanner, man, I don't know if you're going to be here or what or not, but 
you might as well go ahead and get your, uh, you know, investigative reporting out there and find a baseball coach, uh, not some guy that, that coaches some nonsense, some guy with a proven track record who wins, who can teach kids, who can develop uh, 17 and 18-year-olds into 20-year-old college baseball athletes. Something's got to change. Mark Kingston, it was, it was good while it lasted, pal, but uh, you got to go. So the granddaddy of all golf tournaments is on deck. The one that, if you're going to watch any golf tournament this year, you're going to watch Augusta National, the Masters, uh, the Flowers are Blooming, Amen Corner, the whole nine yards, um, where most of the highlights you see come from. It's the most wanted a, a trophy or award in sports in the golfing community, that green jacket. It's what everybody plays for, at least in America, on the American soil. The uh, British Open may be uh, for the other guys over there across the pond, but you know, the Masters is the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl, the Rose Bowl, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's it's the uh, it's the biggest uh, show uh, for the PGA Tour, and uh, one of its three-time winners won't be there, and that's Phil Mickelson. Phil come out. I think what Phil thought he was doing was I think he thought he was being like the union leader, pushing the uh, pushing the envelope, trying to uh, get the PGA to snap back with more guaranteed money, which is wild for a guy who's made almost $100 million playing golf and another half a billion on sponsorships. Uh, it's wild for that guy to, you know, to be the one. And I guess at, at some point you could say it's noble looking out for some of the other guys, but that's really probably not what he was doing. Um, like I've said before in the past, I think with all this money they're giving away, they give away $40 million for the PIP fund, basically for guys who tweet and do social media. They ought to be funding uh, the Corn Ferry Tour and funding, funding the guys that are on the tour who struggle. I mean, it's still, even if you get your tour card, you're not guaranteed much. I mean, Titleist is going to give you some balls and uh, Foot Joy will probably give you some gloves and, you know, a few other things. But you traveling to Hawaii or Puerto Rico or, you know, Canada uh, playing in these golf tournaments, that stuff gets expensive. You know, you still got, you know, some of these guys have a wife and kids to feed and house house payments to pay. and uh, But anyway... Phil gets out there and runs his mouth and walks all the way on the end of the plank and thinking he has support. You know, we thought maybe Bryson's going to jump, maybe Jason Kokrak, some of these older guys who really don't contend for majors anymore but can make an extra 20 million bucks, uh, you know, something like that to play on this tour. But then he made it personal, kind of talking junk to the PGA Tour, like I said, for a guy who's made – Man, who knows how much combined between endorsements and tournaments, probably at least a half a billion dollars in his career. Uh, talking junk about the pay scale and, and what the PGA Tour needs to do with their money. And uh, it rubbed the PGA Tour the wrong way. Um, right now, uh, you know, guys are making more than they ever have. Roy McElroy's been a big spokesperson about saying there's no golfer in the world should say he's underpaid. You know, for what they're, you know, for what they are getting paid, and uh, you know, so Tiger, has, I mean, uh, Phil has kind of, you know, bit the hand that has fed him, and they slapped back, and I think Augusta National itself asked Phil not to, uh, 
uh, attend um, for for maybe a couple of reasons. One being that you know he's pissed off a lot of people in the golf community, but secondly, you don't want the you know the greatest stage in your uh, you know of your sport to be you know a cloud over it with Phil Mickelson questions when there's so many other things to enjoy uh, that week in Augusta. So, you know, and, and, I, and I alluded to this in the, in the opening. So assholes around here who have nothing to write about came out and said, uh, I think it was Golf Weekly. I think that's who it was. But, you know, everybody's a, a clickbait deal now that puts a big headline up there and says that Tiger Woods has done worse things than Phil Mickelson. Okay, well, you know, Cheating on your wife is a is a bad thing for the you know, sanctity of your marriage, but it has nothing to do with the PGA Tour. You know, being a addicted to pills or whatever he got hooked on, that's a bad deal too. But he's not employed by the PGA Tour. You know, he's an independent contractor. If I go and crash my car and get a DUI, I'm fired from work most likely. And most jobs I've had require the CDL. Um, yeah, I'm fired, but I'm not an independent contractor. I'm not my own boss and I don't work under an umbrella of a, of a bigger, um, you know, company to where, you know, I'm not guaranteed anything or whatever I earn is what I make. Like a, like a, like a golfer is a golfer is pretty much an independent contractor. And not only that, you know, the reason Fields made as much money as he has is because of Tiger Woods. Uh, Pat Perez said, in an interview uh, about two weeks ago, that Tiger Woods should get the whole forty million dollars of that PIP fund, and probably should get four hundred million, because not for Tiger Woods, and these lesser-known guys like Pat Perez uh, aren't making the money they're making, aren't you know guaranteed the money they're guaranteed for playing in some of these lesser tournaments. You know, you know the persons have uh, you know went up exponentially because of Tiger Woods. So to write a report about. You know, Phil Mickelson honestly should be in jail if he's not Phil Mickelson for insider trading uh, a few years back with the stock market. There's a book coming out in June that's going to detail, you know, all the dealings with uh, his gambling debts and, and stuff like that. So there's no reason to write a book that even compares the two. And I'm not sure why anybody would. Uh, without Tiger Woods, man, golf maybe. I don't know this, but without Tiger Woods... Golf may be where tennis is at, man. You might have to hunt to find it. You know, there's still a lot of people that would play golf and that'd be some interest, but not like it is today where it's on every day. Uh, the golf channel would probably be bankrupt. There would be no ESPN Plus bonus footage if not for Tiger Woods, I feel like. So to write a stupid article, and the, the problem is nobody gets to call these people out uh, for stupidity. Uh, Tiger Woods is golf. And uh, everybody who's made a dollar in the golf industry, you know, after, you know, 95 can thank Tiger Woods for it. So, you know, just wanted to just throw it out there. But anyway, Phil won't be there. And I hope I hope Phil's banned uh, for the future. The tour is going forward. The Saudi type tour with Greg Norman will start in June. There'll be some, uh, I think, nine tournaments. There's guaranteed big money payouts. I'm interested to see who's going to cross that line see the guys who you know even if you win a tournament generally uh on a weekend at the pga tour against the best in the world you're gonna make like one and a half maybe two million bucks unless it's one of these boosted uh players championship type deals so 
you can make two million if you win, or like maybe ten million just to participate and only play three rounds. Play three rounds instead of four. You know, several of the events are in the United States, several of them across the pond. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I want to see if a guy like Jason Kokrat uh, does jump and take that money. He's talked about wanting to retire in a few years. And, you know, you throw $20 million in there a couple of years, you can you can make that retirement happen. I'm interested to see some of the younger guys who don't feel like they can compete. You know, I, I know Rory, John Rahm, Morikawa, DJ, they don't need the money. Uh, it's not a money grab for them. They got plenty, probably got plenty more coming. But some of these marginal guys that are in the 50s to 100, maybe the 100 to 125, maybe the Ian Poulter's, the 42, 43-year-old guy who probably can't compete at a high level anymore will he take that money grab. Looking forward to see who uh, who takes it. But anyway, no feel, and for me, that's a good thing. So New York City has uh, rescinded the mandate for this whole basketball season. Uh, Kyrie Irving hasn't been able to play in New York because he doesn't have a vaccine. Um, He could go to the game. He can sit on the sideline. He can shake hands, take pictures, go to concession stand. He can do anything he wants to do. Sneeze, cough, whatever. In a crowd of 20,000 at the basketball stadium. But he can't go on the court with the 25 guys who are out there playing basketball. Possibly the most asinine uh, mandate I've ever heard of. Uh, it's a, it's a weird, I know it's a, it's a weird and unique situation for everybody, but to be able to come in and sit among the public unmasked and unvaccinated, but not to be able to play with 25 guys just kind of blows my mind. Really. My question is, I wonder if these teams, the owner of the nets possibly, owner of the Yankees because baseball season is about to start. Uh, Those guys weren't going to be able to play. The Mets. I wonder if those guys got together collectively and put some money together because without Kyrie Irving, you know, and now Ben Simmons still hadn't been playing, the Nets are are probably not going to win a championship. Without Aaron Judge uh, in right field for the Yankees, they're probably not competing for a championship much less whoever else is not vaccinated. Aaron Judge is really the only one that has kind of been brought out. And then the Mets, I don't know what their status is on vaccination, but I'm sure it would affect all three of these teams and their pursuit for championships. So I wonder if there's money involved. I wonder if somebody bought the mayor out or offered uh, box seats to uh, uh, the wife and kids. Uh, what what was the deal? What was the, uh, is, you know, he pretty much said, I think two weeks ago, it's going to last for a couple more months. But the closer we get to opening day of baseball season, uh, it's all of a sudden changed. As of today, Kyrie Irving and uh, you know Aaron Judge, among others, can play in New York. They still won't be able to play in Canada. But, you know, I don't know how many games the Yankees play against Toronto. Um, I'm sure it's a good bit since they're both in the, in the same uh, division. But, oh, well. You get them for the rest. Aaron Judge will probably be hurt for damn near 30 games anyway, so maybe it'll be on that Canadian swing. But it's just interesting to me that they changed their tune on the mandate when he was pretty hard-pressed that it wasn't going to change a couple weeks ago. 
I'm just curious if there's any money involved. Um, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to find out if there was some kind of deal done to help out the mayor of New York, whether it's tickets, box seats, cash money, or what. Um, you know, that changes a lot of people's opinions on science and stuff when money's involved. So, ready for opening day. Uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait to see what the Braves look like, the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. A lot of people making moves. So, a new look for a lot of teams, and uh, I'm ready. And uh, speaking of a lot of moves, one thing I'm going to throw in there, too, is these NFL moves as of late are the damnedest things I've ever seen. You know, Tariq Hill just got traded yesterday to the Dolphins. And I don't remember a time period in my life where the marquee player you know, gets traded from a, a championship team as many that have been this year. I mean, Devontae Adams uh, gone to the Raiders. Russell Wilson traded. You know, Carson Wentz traded. Matt Ryan, uh, a lifelong Falcon, goes to take his place. Um, it's just wild, the, uh, you know, the mix and match of great players. You know, the franchise guy. Like, I never thought Russell Wilson would play in another uniform. You know, at least at least until after 12 years. Devontae Adams as well. Tyreek Hill, I think that's a big blow. You can say what you want about the depth of Kansas City. The dynamic is Kelsey and Hill. And without Hill, uh, you know, Hill pretty much takes two guys away. You don't have that. And, uh, Marco Hardman and, uh, you know, whoever else they got. The uh, Pringle kid. Uh, those guys are good and they're fast as well, but they're not Tyreek Hill. So I think that's a big win for the AFC West to not have uh, Tyreek Hill in there. I don't know if Tyreek Hill uh, will be used to his ability in Miami. I'm not sure Tua uh, can can get him and water the ball and Jaseki the uh, the tight end. They got the pieces. I just don't know if, if uh, Tua Tungavaloa is the quarterback. That's gonna be a big problem if you got all those weapons. I think they, I think they pulled a uh, offensive lineman from somewhere as well. So the offense should be set. But you know, can Tariq Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle and, and Tua Tonga Valoa uh, be a trio to win a lot of games in Miami? But interesting how these things are falling. Aaron Rodgers gets the big money. Devontae Adams is gone. You know, we still got some openings. Uh, a couple of teams. Jimmy G's name still out there. It's going to end up somewhere. Um, Baker Mayfield is. Uh, I don't know what Baker Mayfield is. Is he the backup to Deshaun Watson? Uh, the Browns kind of screwed the pooch on this one. They should have at least got rid of Baker before they got Deshaun. Now they don't have any leverage. Um, they really should have just traded Baker for for, for Deshaun, uh, even as they could maybe give up a pick to get Deshaun. But at least you'd be rid of Baker Mayfield. Now you may take a loss on him um, or have to cut him, and uh, we'll see where he lands there. It'd be interesting if he went to Pittsburgh after being cut. But uh, I think Houston may be in that conversation as well, and maybe the Panthers. Uh, Panthers still going to need a quarterback. I don't think Sam Donald's that guy. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but that's a long way off. Anyway, glad glad everybody's going to be able to play baseball. We're only a couple weeks away from that as well. The Masters and baseball and spring and daylight savings time. It's the best time of the year. March Madness, 
Uh, the final, the Sweet 16 kicks off tonight. Me and Kurt will have a breakdown on Sunday. Uh, hopefully, it's not three three shows in a row where Duke loses right before the show. Hopefully, for Kurt's sake, Duke can win two games and make the final four. Going to be interesting. Still got St. Peter's in there and some uh, underdogs. Got some, I think, a 10 and 11 matchup tonight. Um, Iowa State still in the mix. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, appreciate y'all listening. Just wanted to break down a little bit of South Carolina baseball. Uh, uh, time to change there. Uh, Phil Millicent getting thrown in, uh, in, in golf prison for the most part. Getting banned from Augusta National, which is a good thing. Fuck that guy. And uh, New York City uh, retracting the ban on the uh, uh, vaccine, which is good for sports. And really doesn't make sense. Uh, since everything's pretty relaxed now. The dude, the 18 dudes on the baseball field are the least likely the ones to hurt anybody uh, compared to the bums who don't wash their hands and sneeze and cough all around us. Those are the guys who need to be wearing a mask and, and washing their hands. But uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, it's Thursday. Depending on my schedule tomorrow, I might try to get a weekend preview. Might talk about the game, the basketball games from tonight. Talk about the Gamecocks getting the hell beat out of them by Vanderbilt tonight on ESPN2. But uh, anyway, appreciate y'all listening, and we'll break it down tomorrow. See y'all.